Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jake Kerr. I'd like to welcome you to the 78th episode of the Black Ink Podcast. And today, I'm coming in in a terrible mood. You're probably wondering why, because normally I'm such a happy and jolly fellow, and it's because I'm simply run down. I'm just run down. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm behind the eight ball. And it's a really hard thing to like, I think, like I probably should start. I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday. I said something that I find the further I get out of the workforce, as in like having a job where I work for someone else, and the more I get into being self-employed and kind of like, I think one important part about self-employment to understand is you're kind of creating a total new world around yourself because Obviously, as problems arise and you need to come up with solutions, you're creating things that work specifically for the use or the application as it applies to you. So instead of coming up with these like external solutions to external problems where they don't really affect how your day-to-day life is run, even if it is to do with your specific task in the job, it still doesn't matter if it works or doesn't work because it's still somebody else's business. It's someone else's interest to keep it going. You know, It's your interest to keep it going because you get paid. It's their interest to keep it going because if they don't, that's their baby dead. So the thing I find when I get out of all of that is I have this like, I think it's almost like a, like a change of perception or maybe, maybe it's more just like an ability to see outside of like, I, I somehow have like a bigger envelope picture. I can see the bigger thing that's going on or at least like my comparison of like my perspective, perspective of the world has seems to have increased in the last like, you know, two, three years, I guess. But then it's kind of like amplified heaps in like the past six months. And I think this has kind of given me an ability to like, start to like really understand and dude this could all just be me growing up as well i don't know if it's you know because of business i think the business is an excellent vehicle for me to use as a learning tool going along it's like the the trials and tribulations of owning a business and like going through the 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 difficulties are kind of the things that like help you figure out the characteristics of yourself that you're trying to like obviously we're all trying to learn a bit more about ourselves as we get older so we can have a better time doing the thing that is life but you know the things that I'm learning is an, an easy, let, let's use the example of fatigue for, you know, for, for this instance, obviously, because that's what we're talking about. But my ability to understand like what that actually is, is so much like easier defined having this ability to just like kind of relax into my setting to like all the, the like the lifestyle that I built around myself has allowed me to actually systematically break down in my life what's going on and because of that i can go like today i'm like oh i'm in a bad mood i'm short i'm ill-tempered someone says something i've got a response for it straight away that's negative i can feel myself being negative and when i break it down like the first thing is like okay have we drank enough water have we eaten enough food have we got enough sleep and i know that like the past 14 days have been crazy I, i haven't had so normally i have sundays off and i haven't had the last two sundays off and like not the the two Sundays ago, it wasn't that crazy. I was just doing work, work, you know, doing printing and doing this and doing that. I think I printed all day. So that's, it's work, but it's still at home and you can still, you know, go and sit down for half an hour when you want. But like this Sunday, picking up the fucking vinyl cutter and printer, that was like, I was up at three o'clock in the morning and didn't get home until one o'clock in the afternoon and then spent the rest of the day just doing things around the studio. So there are real work days and like, Obviously, just little things like, you know, here and there, you stay up half an hour later, but you still get up at the same time every day. So it's just, I feel like all those little half an hours and then like went to sleep a little bit later on Friday night because I drank some alcohol with dad and rah, rah, rah. Like it's just all these things are kind of accumulated. And then this morning, 
I had so much trouble opening my eyes. Like I fucking, it's funny, you know, for the first time this morning, I had the same feeling that I had when I was a truck driver, as far as like, I was opening my eyes and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I thought I have to do this. Like, this is, this is what I do. I have to get up. Like being self-employed is fun. And every now and then it's fun to wake up and go like, I'm the boss. I'm not getting out of bed. I'm just going to stay here, you know? But the reality is like, this is, this is a hardcore job now, you know, like people were paying me money to do the things that I do in my business. So it's like, you've got to get up. And I feel that real like, oh, I've got to push past it. But the fact that I had to push past it kind of outlines the fact that I'm too tired because I know that I can get up, open my eyes and go, oh yeah, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, but I'm not staying in bed. I know as soon as I stand up, it'll all be fine. And once I drink some water and take a piss and say my prayers, I'll be on fire. But as far as like this morning, it was quite obviously like, okay, this is, ugh. and then piecing together the, okay, Went for a drive with dad. We're having a chat. I've got some coffee, so we're in a good mood. And then like everything he said, I was like being a smart ass about it. And then things that he said that were just kind of statements, I felt like he was attacking me. And I had to like go through a thing of like, hey man, your dad's on your side. So this must be your problem. And when I like broke it down, I was like, I've had water. I've done this. I've done that. Of course, I'm fatigued. I'm over fatigued. And I think, I mean, obviously the great well, you know, solution to the problem right now is a great part is I can just you know, after this podcast, I can finish what I'm doing. I put my laptop down and I go sit on the couch and turn the aircon on and me and Louis fall asleep for five hours. I can do that. You know, that's great. But I think the bigger takeaway here is just the ability to like really, well, I mean, one cool, one cool takeaway that I get from this is I am working hard out of passion rather than working hard out of necessity. Like, obviously, it's a necessity for me to make money so that I can, you know, live and all the rest. But the fact is, like, it's not like I'm... I think one of the big things is I'm not dreading, like, two weeks down the track from now because I know exactly what I'll be doing. You know, I have no, like, locked into, like, okay, I'm on my first day now, which means I've got four days left and then I go to night shift or, you know, it's Monday, so I know I've got a whole week before the weekend again. I think the fact that there is no, like, kind of structure to it like that and also that the job is unpredictable that I can kind of have this thing where I just wake up on the day that I should be recovering and be like, I'm just going to keep going because what I do, I enjoy doing. And it's right there and in front of me, it's in my house, I can get it done. And like, I can do this around eating breakfast and lunch and dinner and all the rest and just keep going. And then like you get addicted to the results that you get from it. And then you want to keep getting those results. And the problem is you directly get out of your work what you put into it. So you have like, I'm finding at the moment that it's addictive to just keep going. But at the same time, you have to measure out those recovery times so that you don't have this burnout on a Tuesday morning at fucking quarter past 10. So it's one of those like, it's touch and go because I feel like if you listen, if, if you base all of your fucking ideas off quotes that you read off the internet, which is what a lot of people are doing in today's day and age. But if you base your quotes off what people are saying on the internet, when it comes to CEOs and entrepreneurs and all the rest, like a lot of them just come come down to like, you pretty much just have to be a savage. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you can take however long you want to build your empire. But if you want to work seven days a week, 16 hours a day, you might be able to build your empire in 30 years. But if you just want to work six days a week for 10 hours a day, then it might take you two generations to build that empire. So the way I see it is like, a part of it is a calculation that you do like okay i know that at the moment i have my youth which means i have versatility i have energy i have ability i have fast cognitive function i have the like ability to recover fast if i do do a massive effort 
But I also am in a situation where I want to teach myself. I've broken this down in previous podcasts. I want to teach myself how to stop, how to have fun, how to smell the fresh air, do the things that I like doing, have time for myself, have time for my partner, have time for my, you know, dog at the moment, but having time for my children or whatever it is that it might be. I mean, fuck, I might, you know, we, we might grow up and decide to have a big um, garden instead of having kids for whatever reason, you know. But, you know, whatever that thing is, is having time for that. You know, like at the moment, I really make sure that I spend time with Louie every single day. You know, just me and her doing something for an extended period of time. So she knows and I know that, we're, hey, we checked in today, we're all good. So it's like exercising that muscle. So you have these three competitors in this race. It's like one of them is recovery, one of them is personal time, and one of them is your business. And all the time you're trying to like head to head these three things. And then as soon as one thing starts to take off, the other two start to, you know, or two start to take off, that, that other one just is a major detriment. And I mean, even in my productivity pack where I fill out at the end of every week, like you give yourself a one to 10 rating on things like, you know, your mentals, your physicals, your spirituals, your money situation, your um, relationships and your learning. And it's funny when you like put it into that, put it into that thing, you can see very quickly that if I have like out of those six things, if I have five tens, that pretty much means that that other one has to be a one. Like there's always something at a cost of something. So those three things, you got to kind of keep them pushing at the same time. But also you want to take into account that if you want to fucking like, this is the thing, anyone can build an all right business that will make you enough money to live. I'm trying to build a kingdom. Okay. I'm just trying to build something so fucking crazy that my mind can't even interpret what that is yet. Like I know that black ink is just the vehicle that I'm using at the moment to get to that point. It's not that I'm putting all my chips in black ink and without fucking saying too much, cause I really can't on camera. I'm hundred percent not putting all my chips in black ink. I'm diversifying myself in such a way now that I'm giving myself financial security for the now and for the future. And I'm also allowing enough potential and possibility for these connections that I never would have made with just black ink. So that's a really important thing as well, is knowing that sometimes we do things now that are only going to pay off five years down the track. And it's so unbeknown to us, whatever it is in that communication or situation that's happening now, that is going to be the catalyst for that thing in the future. But you have to be there and be doing it anyway. For example, I got caught in a situation yesterday where I was involved in somewhat of an intimate business meeting between some owners and an employee. And I was in a situation where I couldn't even like physically excuse myself. I was backed into a corner. And obviously in any situation, you can politely excuse yourself. People will move and you can keep doing your thing. And I thought, well, I don't have anything on right now. And I've got an interesting opportunity to hear how these business owners are going to manage this particular problem, how they're going to go about their communication, what sort of strategy they're going to use. And like even the simple fact that like we have two people in a position of power and an employee, how do these two people play off each other? How do they work together? Do I feel like everyone is equal here when they're talking? All these little things that you can break down. And then also when people looked at me and I gave my input, it was an opportunity to kind of flex that muscle of like, okay, here's a problem. What are some possible solutions we can come up with? And obviously having a third person at the table might offer that particular chance at an opinion that they hadn't thought up of themselves. So of course I was participating when appropriate, you know? And it's like that there serves me nothing, makes me no money, does me no good, doesn't get me any closer to anything I'm trying to achieve right now. But just how they dealt with that particular situation, the structure of the conversation, the structure of the engagement, the structure of the situation, that may replicate itself somewhere in the future with 
nothing to do with these three people, but I'll have a, a leg up in being able to negotiate that situation because I've already been there. Okay, I've already seen that. I've already been like, oh, this topic has been touched on here. And to be very honest with you, I had something to say because I've been in the situation that they were experiencing years ago when I worked for my dad. It was such an interesting thing. And like then on top of it, I had also worked in this exact same situation, but as an employee of, you know, of the kind of victim part of the whole situation. Without going too into it, they had some problems with some employees, blah, blah, blah. I've been one of those employees in a very similar situation before. So it was super interesting to not only have something to give to the conversation based on the fact that I've been in these situations in the past 10 years in various different ways and I did have something to offer as far as a structure, but also allowing myself an opportunity to learn. I'm around business owners right now. I would rather listen to two business owners talking about fucking anything than Tom, Dick and Harry talking about four drives down the street because that gets me nothing and this is gonna grow me in a way. So this is the thing, like allowing yourself to have that, and this is the thing, you don't wanna be picking up every every pebble that you walk past. You still need to be specific in, in these engagements and situations, but allowing that kind of diversity as far as, uh, what, what do you call it? Like something potentials, like, you know, growth situation potential. Dude, dude. Anyway, I'll tell you one thing. Today is the first day. Well, yesterday as of 6 p.m., we had to start wearing these fucking masks because of uh, coronavirus in the Southwest, apparently, which is fucking bizarre to me. And as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I try not to give too much of an opinion on this because... I don't really care, you know what I mean? And like, that's the thing, like, let, let, let's let's talk about it, okay? And let's understand from the get-go, I'm not talking about coronavirus, I'm talking about, very specifically, my level of care of your opinion, okay? Okay? And this actually touches on something that I've been thinking about a fair bit lately. And in my mind, this thing that I've been thinking about has this topic name, and the topic name is, who the fuck are you, right? So, I like to think that as you go through life, there are particular opportunities for you to prove yourself as a person, to get like EXP points as a character, you understand? You have the opportunity through the experiences that you have happened to in your life to build yourself as a person, right? And typically people who have been through situations that are difficult and have come out the other end, whether they be physical, mental, spiritual, they tend to have some signs to show for it. And these signs may be something obvious as like, big shoulders, big arms, rah, rah, rah. They might be signs like super effective and caring and affectionate communication. They may be signs like just being peaceful, just being able to be with themselves, just being able to just be, right? So the thing that I like about this is when someone, you know, if someone who's big and muscly comes up to me and says like, you know what? I reckon you've got a good body for, for some mass. I reckon if you did this, 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 and this, I reckon you'd have some serious potential to achieve, to achieve some good results. I might look at that person and go like, hey, looks like you've done it before. Looks like you know what you're talking about. Looks like you've been around it off enough to see the indicators that might suggest that what you're saying is true. So you know what, that makes sense. That makes sense, you know? But let's say a big fat cunt walks up to me and says, hey man, I reckon, I reckon if you did some push-ups every day and some sit-ups and some side crunches and shit, I reckon you'd... I reckon you'd look pretty good. Be like, well, prove it. You know what I mean? Hey, just come with evidence. That's what I'm asking for is prove it. You know, at this point, I'd like to ask, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who the fuck are you? Okay. That's what I would like to know. See, the guy before you, I don't really need to know who he is because he has spoken through his aesthetic 
that he is exactly who needs to be making that sort of statement. And the thing that gets me is like, when I, you know, you see the, the post that everyone put up on Facebook and Instagram and it says, you know, as of six o'clock on this date, everyone in the Southwest in an indoor setting has to wear a mask. Uh, who the fuck are you though? You know, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I know what you, I know what your immediate answer is. You're saying like, well, that's the government, Jake. They're the people who make all the rules. Yeah, but who the fuck are you? You know, cause I don't know you cause I've never met you. Okay, and I get that we live, we, we have this beautiful surround, uh, what do you call it, a beautiful environment, first world country that we get to live in. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm exactly what I'm talking about, living in a capitalist society, which allows you to go out on your own back, start a business and turn yourself into whatever you want. This is a place in the world that you want to do. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Right. And that's because we have these structures in our society that are essentially built by government. Right, because without with you know without infrastructure everything falls apart. Because of government we have water. Because of government we have electricity. Blah 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 blah. Right? Okay. It all stays together because we have a set of rules that binds us under a commonwealth. Wank wank wank. Right? Now, when it comes to a point of like now you've got to wear a mask. Who are you? I don't understand who you are because it's common knowledge that the mask doesn't do anything. And if I've already got three of the vaccines, then I do. I don't need. I wouldn't, what, how am I going to, I don't understand how, but the back, it's not tested, you know, I don't understand, but I just don't understand. And especially, especially if you're just a citizen telling me to put on my mask, I would like to know who the fuck are you? Okay. Are you threatened by me? Do you feel that because you fucking followed the rule that I have to? that you complied, that I now must, so that we're all on the same level? Hey, dude, who the fuck are you? This is the thing, right? Now, you're going to get fined if you don't wear a mask, right? You make a big deal out of it, you'll get fined. People go, well, I better wear the mask so I don't get the fine. That's called mass compliance because you're scared of the fine. See, what happens is, is enough people follow the rules and then it eventually becomes stricter and stricter and stricter, right? Following that, the rule then becomes like, okay, most of the people were following the rule, all good. Now what we need to do is really put it on lock to make sure those few people that think they can not get away, to get away with not following the rules. Now we've got to fuck them to make sure that everyone else sees them as an example. So they go, okay, you don't wear, want to wear a mask? How about this? You can go to jail for six months. And then what they do, as soon as the law comes out, they get a fucking a dozen people who are really fucking loud naysayers and they chuck them in jail for six months, right? Don't know argument, no fuck all. You walk indoors and you get a photo taken of you, Going to jail. We got CCTV footage of you walking around like a big man and big W no mask on when the mandate was on. You're going to jail. Okay? So now you can go to jail for not wearing something over your face that we know doesn't prevent the thing that it's trying to prevent. It's the least effective form of fucking all of these like contraceptions for COVID that we've fucking come up with so far. So at the moment, I feel this really insane urge... (laughs) to not give a fuck about the yellow posts that come up on Instagram, okay? You know why? I'm coming out confident, because your boy's fit and healthy, okay? Hey, I've been a heavy smoker for, I don't know, six, seven years now, and I would have you cough in my fucking mouth if you had COVID, okay? You know why I'm confident? Because I've already done so many fucking years of worrying about my body and my immune system and my health that when the cold comes along, I don't get scared. Okay? Okay? And in all honesty, if something comes along and kills you anyway, just fucking deal with it. Just deal with it. It was your time. 
You know what I mean? Fucking holding on to like the bullshit life that you had. Oh no, oh no, I'm not gonna get paid $18.50 anymore at a job that I hate. Fucking a chick that I don't like. I don't wanna die, I don't wanna die. Like, come on, man. Fuck, man. If you're that scared about it, do something with your life that's interesting other than picking on people who aren't wearing a fucking mask, right? You know what the crazy thing is? I've been to three places this morning. Three fucking businesses I went to this morning. And you know what? Two of them when I walked in without not wearing a mask, didn't even say anything. No one brought it up. Multiple people in the room. Everyone's walking around like it's a fucking normal day of the week. You know why? Because it's nine o'clock on a goddamn Tuesday morning. That's what it fucking is. There isn't any corona floating around. And if there is, there isn't anyone fucking dying from it. So what are we fucking concerned about? Right? The third business I went into, they laughed as soon as I walked in the door. Two people not wearing a mask. So what's funny, they said, oh, you're not wearing one. And at this point, I've already been to do businesses that didn't have fucking masks on. And, then, and so I didn't think about it all. And then these guys are like, oh, you're not wearing a mask. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no. Nah. And they're like, yeah, no, nah, don't worry about it in here. You know why? Because this town is small enough to keep people in check. This town is realistic. Okay. And regardless of whether you think it's effective or not effective, people don't give a fuck as long as you're not hurting them. You know, and I know what all the people who listen to the news are saying, like, yeah, but you don't get it. But you're not wearing a mask. You can give it to me. You know, again, just fucking die. You know what I mean? If that's what you're really scared of, just fucking die. You know, obviously your life is so important. Just die. Okay. Look, I've fucking ruined this, the potential of being a good podcast now. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I've said enough keywords that YouTube will make sure that no one fucking watches it anyway. So who gives a fuck? (laughs) But... I think my, my bigger point here is the whole like, who the fuck are you thing is like, I was listening to a guy tell a story the other day and he's like, you know, I bought this, I like this motorbike. So I went to the shop and, you know, the bloke said, yeah, no, nah, I can do this bike for you for 37 and a half grand. So I looked at it and I walked around it, fucking looked at it. I'm looking up and down. I said, yeah, no, nah, well, I'll take it for a ride. And they said, oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's got a fucking, it's got a flat battery at the moment. And I said, yeah. I'll be back on Saturday morning, nine o'clock, and I walked out, right? So then he says, so at this point, he's walked around the bike and he's got told what the price is, which is $37,500. And then without giving him, he, he made a point to mention, without giving his name or nothing, he just said, I'll be back at Saturday morning, nine o'clock to ride this. So he goes back in, nine o'clock Saturday morning, and I believe it was, no, 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 they let him take it for a ride. He wanted to take it on the motorway, but wouldn't let him take it on the motorway. And I said to him, how are you going to fucking know what sort of bike this is if I can't take it out and open her up? No, 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 no. You've got to only take it around the block. So then he takes around the block two times. Bro, fuck them. Just take it. It's a $40,000 bike. Just take it on the highway. If you're that confident that you're going to buy it, that you're going to ride it, take it on the highway. Fuck them, you know? So, again, bad mood. I'm sorry. Just keep up with me. So... He then goes on to say, he took it for a ride, he comes back, he's stoked with it, and he goes, yep, I'll give you 30 grand for it. Hey, who the fuck are you? $30,000? You knocked off a a quarter of the price, almost a quarter of the, like 20% of the price on a new motorbike to someone's face? You did that? Like, before, before I even take into consideration that you were lying about this, the thing that I want to know is what the fuck? Who, like, if that really happened, who the fuck offers $30,000 for something that's $37,500 at a dealership for something that's got no kilometers on it? Who the fuck are you? You know? In, like, that's fucking preposterous. Now, the, the, the short, the, the, the long story short is he end up paying $35,000 for it. I know some people have this idea of negotiation, like, they go, okay, you want five grand? Okay, I'll, 
I'll give you 750. I'll give you 750 today. It won't be cash. It'll be a bank transfer. Okay. And you're like 750. What the fuck are you talking about? They're like, you know what? You're right. I'll give you three one. What do you, what do you mean? 3,100. I'll give you 3,100 cash today. And you're like, hang on. 3,100 seven. What are you talking about? They're like, you know what? You're right. Two and a half grand. You should have taken the 3,100 when, when it was there. Yeah, what the fuck's going on? Some people negotiate like that. You know, some people negotiate like that. I'm, you know, that, that fucking old thing that I talk about all the time with the gum tree ads, you know, and people like you'll advertise something for four grand. They're like, oh, would you take 12.50 for it today? You know, some people that works, you know, some people that actually works. And like, I understand there are a lot of people in a lot of situations where they might get a good response from that. But what I'm saying is like, if you're going to negotiate, like, how can you start from such a crazy low point of view? Like, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are you? Are you, are you some sort of, uh, legendary car salesman? Um, do you have some sort of uh, information that I don't have? Or what's going on? Because at this point, who the fuck are you? You know, if you're just someone in Coles telling me that I need to put my mask over my nose, hey, but who the fuck are you? You know, have you asked yourself lately? Have you asked yourself, is my opinion worth sharing? Okay, because I mean, look, to be very honest with you, like I've kind of exercised whether or not my opinion is worth sharing, like 78 times online for about 45 minutes at a time. And as it turns out, people like listening to my ideas because I think about things. I don't just watch the news and repeat the shit that they fucking said. And then, you know, here's some other dumbass who listened to the news, some bullshit, and then they said it to you. So now I've got Chinese whispers of bullshit that started as fake news, went to someone who doesn't know how to convey information properly, going to another person that doesn't know how to convey properly. And then you're going to go, oh yeah, but I had a mate who said that he caught coronavirus like 15 times like okay okay cool what does that mean who are you where'd you hear this from what are you talking about what just shut the fuck up you know just shut the fuck up anyway man i'll tell you what else I've, i didn't realize that bunbury fringe was on this weekend what well, starts this weekend on friday and it goes for a week and to be very honest with you i st- i'm still not 100 percent sure what the fringe festival it is what, what it is like i've been to many fringe festivals like up in perth i think i've been to one in bunbury for like br- very briefly for a day but i still don't really like 100 percent get what's going on like is obviously there's like live performances and art and comedy and all the rest but at the same time like it's such a hard thing to kind of but I'll tell you what I do know is I looked at the program for this year's um, uh, Fringe Festival and obviously it looks super interesting. I've got a couple of friends that have got businesses that are going to be down there. So I'm going to suss them out uh, and also, you know, give them a bit of support because it's the fucking thing to do. And I, re- I while I was there, I kind of noticed it. Uh, well, I noticed it's at the Sterling Art Center. And what an interesting place. I mean, for everyone who doesn't live in Bunbury right now, I'm sorry, I'm going to rabbit on this for a second. But how crazy is it that we have this like Sterling Arts Center, I literally didn't know that anything actually happened there. Like I've seen that it's just been renovated, but I had no idea that things happened there. And as it turns out, they run like art classes and shit. Like you can go down there and learn how to do art. How crazy is that? How fucking wild is that? You can go down there and learn how to do stuff. And quite obviously, like I knew that that was the case, but I think that sometimes when you like see it physically, you're like, yeah, that's the place that you do it. And like, here's photos of people doing pottery and all the rest. You're like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I want to know more about that, you know? But look, guys, I'm going to cut this off nice and short because to be very honest with you, all I can think about is going and laying down and having a sleep. I just wanted to get up here and exercise this fucking vocal muscle a bit and get some, uh, I guess, anger out for you. I'm very sorry. Oh, and also I'm going to try this. I haven't done this before, but uh, check out my last podcast just here and check out my Donnybrook review video just there. Anyway, be good to your mum because I'm fucking out. Yo!